What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very exciting episode of Two Degrees Hotter. How's everyone doing this week? Yes, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this, and besties, hotties. I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> this is like I'm very so- different than anything we've done yeah. before. So we're excited to debut this style of episode, see what you guys think, and hopefully we can make it kind of a regular thing. Yeah. So we're introducing the TDH book club in this episode. <laughs> Woo! Um, so if you've been following us on Instagram, you know that Anya and I read Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Both of them are by Emily Henry. And we're here to chat about them with you. So I think the style or like the format of the episode is that we're going to talk about people we meet on vacation first and then beach read second. So that way, if you only had time to read one of those books, we'll leave some timestamps in the description so that you can listen to the relevant section. But if you had time to read both of these books, then buckle up because we're about to (laughs) we got discussion questions like we came prepared (laughs) like we are ready to discuss these books and there will be spoilers by the way so if you haven't like fully finished I recommend finishing the book and then coming back because we are gonna talk about like endings and stuff like that so yes so yeah we're really excited hopefully this becomes like somewhat of a series on the pod we can all get get to reading Good for the brain, good for the soul. Love it. I think if nothing else, I would like it to become a series just to like hold myself accountable Mm -hmm. to read often and like finish books in a timely manner. Because we kind of – I guess we can say the way we did this in case people haven't listened to previous episodes and they want to do it with like their friend. So we bought Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation together. Mm -hmm. And so we each only paid for one book. And I think – yeah, it looks like these are 16 each. Mm -hmm. And then – um. I read People We Meet on Vacation first and Kylie read Beach Read first. And then when we finished, we mailed them to each other and we read the other ones. And we left little notes and like annotations for each other. I feel like overall, we both probably left fewer notes than I expected to. Like I thought I was going to like mark up this whole book. It honestly wasn't really like that and we'll get into why. Um, But still fun. Yeah. But yeah, recommend doing it with a friend. That way you only have to buy one book or like getting them from your library something like that. But yeah, it was fun to see like – the parts that Kylie reacted to versus the parts that I reacted to. Like they weren't always Mm -hmm. the same. Like it was, yeah, so fun. But anyways, let's get into our segments, starting with the week in review. Well, first of all, fall came like really fast in New England. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like normally September – it's into October is kind of like a slow transition. Like, you know, you'll still have like some 70 degree days, but it'll like cool down a little bit and a little bit and a little mm-hmm. bit. But this year it was like 80 one week and like 50 the next, I swear. Like it's been like very fall vibes, which I appreciate, but it's just a surprise. But I guess it is October, so I shouldn't be that surprised. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyways, now that I'm done talking about the weather, <laughs> um, I feel like – I've had this feeling for a while and I don't really know how to describe it. So I'm just going to like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks kind of thing. Hit me with it. So I feel like I've really been feeling like I have to choose lately. (laughs) So if you know those like – have you ever seen those like Venn diagrams that are like social life, health, work? Like that kind of thing. It's like pick two. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like that's been very much the case with, like, life lately. And Mm -hmm. I know that it's possible to, like, have time for everything because, like, other people do it. But I just can't really figure it out. Like, I've been struggling to figure it out. So, like, I'm thinking about how, like, I can either be, like, really productive at work or I can, like, have time to, like, home cook a meal. Or, like, I can, you know, like, edit the podcast. Like, or I can work out. Like, I haven't, like, figured out a way to make everything happen. Yeah. And I know that, like, not everything needs to happen all the time. But I just feel like, I don't know, it's, like, social life or health or, like, work or health. Like, I just, like, I can't – I haven't been able to, like, prioritize properly, I guess, lately. And I think part of that's probably due to some, like, overwhelm with work and everything. But – Yeah. I just feel like I have no idea how people do everything. Like, how do people, like, work and work out and, like, cook meals and, like, have a life and, like, hobbies? Like, I'm like, that's really hard. So (laughs) – I don't know. Yeah. I feel you on that, Bessie. I constantly – and I think part of it is, like, the lens of social media that makes it seem like everyone's able to, like, do everything or even take social media out of the equation. I feel like people just like to make it seem like they're able to do everything when, like, realistically, you don't know how chaotic their life really is behind closed doors. So I know that doesn't help the problem, but I definitely don't think that you're alone in that feeling. I definitely feel that way every single day of my freaking life. Um, so at the very least, we can commiserate together. <laughs> but hopefully work will like slow down for you a little bit. I'm keeping my finger. I'm putting that energy. Tonight's a full moon. You should manifest that. Oh, Did you hear about this? Good to know. The full moon tomorrow is at the same time the sun is rising, folks. Well, this is coming out after this full moon has happened. But proactively, I hope you're doing this. So we're <laughs> manifesting tonight. Anyways, for my weekend review... First, if you listen to my solo episode that came out last week, you know I wanted to start a little fashion Instagram page, and I was telling Anya how I finally just pulled the trigger and posted something, and I already did things wrong, I know, because as you may know, it's very, like, there is, like, a rhyme and a reason to trying to, like, grow on social media. I already know I did stuff wrong, but I was listening to a podcast that Anya suggested to me called Behind the Feed with Josie Bullard. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, And she was just kind of like, you don't need to have this like grand opening launch. You don't need to have everything figured out. She was like, just have somewhat of a game plan in mind and just start. And like, you're going to learn along the way. And I was saying to Anya that I ended up just like posting something right before we started recording. Cause I was like, if I just do it right before we have something, I'm not going to overthink and I'm just going to do it. Uh, Cause I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) I literally have it pulled up. Uh, I took these. Love it. (laughs) Yes. Anya took most of what's probably going to end up popping up on the page. Let's be honest. Um, But yeah. So if you want to give it a little follow, want to check it out, follow this journey with me, or if you want to like go over there and be like, Kylie, you're so freaking ridiculous. That's fine too. I mean, whatever. I'm just living this journey. (laughs) Why are you like instigating like online hate right now? (laughs) Because this is a thing that's out of my comfort zone, Anya, and I cope with humor. (laughs) So please don't send me hate. That really was a joke. I really don't want that. (laughs) No, but I am excited. It is very much out of my comfort zone, but it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I'm like, well, at the very least, if I flop at it, I can't say, well, what if? Like, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I'll just get some cute Instagram photos out of it at the end of the day. Love this journey for you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like our, like, whenever we spend time together, it's like very conducive to 
this type of content. Like I feel like we're always trying to do like aesthetic yeah. things just like out of like that's what's fun to us anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm yeah. like it's not even that like I don't know. It's I feel like it's not surprising to me or like most people that Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm thinking know? too. And I t- actually I reached out to two of our past guests, um Jen Lauren and Jane Simmons just to ask them for like advice on confidence and they were both so unbelievably nice and we're just like screw other people's judgments like just do what you want to do and if they're judging you like that says way more about them than it does you and I was like besties you're right and so here we are and I did it anyways that concludes this week's portion of shameless plugging by Kylie (laughs) I promise that is not becoming an additional segment to our show but the other thing I wanted to talk about this actually I'm a little behind on this and I'm kind of surprised I didn't talk about this in my solo week in review Uh, But I think I wanted to tie that more into like the main episode topic. But for those of you that don't know, I am a huge fan of the reality show Big Brother. I have been watching it since I can remember. Like I don't remember a time in my life where I wasn't watching Big Brother with my family. It's just like one of those shows. I think it came out in 2000. Um, And I definitely have been watching it since then because I was like four. But (laughs) um, If you don't know, if you don't keep up with the show, this was the 23rd season of Big Brother and they actually crowned their first black winner in 23 seasons, which is honestly ridiculous. Like it's unbelievable that it took 23 seasons for a black person to win this game and like to put it into perspective and to give like context to you, Anya, because I know you don't watch it. Um, Essentially, six black players entered the house. There's 16 players that start out with the beginning of the show. Six of them were black. That's like unheard of in and of itself. There's normally maybe max like four black players and then like maybe one like Asian, one Latina, Latino, and then the rest are just white. So that already in and of itself, it's like CBS, come on. Mm -hmm. So this time there were six black players and they formed an alliance called The Cookout. It was literally iconic. And their whole goal was just like, we are going to band together and like do what we can to make it so we have an all like a final six that's all black and guarantee a black winner in making that history. And they did it. They were the final yeah. six. They got everyone else out. It's the most successful, one of the most successful alliances in the show's entire history. It's crazy. It was so, so much fun to watch as like a super fan of this show. And also <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just, I was watching some post interviews about it and they were talking about how like not only from like a, like being a fan of the game, is it such a cool thing to have like such a successful alliance? But also, like, it's just such an ultimate, like, display of unity and, like, what happens when people come together and, like, fight for something that's a lot bigger than, like, what is immediately around them. Like, obviously, Big Brother is just a game and, like, fighting to make history, especially after, like, the year and a half or so that we've had in this country. Um, it was it was just really cool to watch. And as a super fan, I was like, this is awesome and I'm obsessed with this. And I'm sad because my favorite member of the cookout was probably Tiffany and she did not win, (sighs) but she won America's favorite player. And I was like, Tiffany, (laughs) you icon. She's such an icon. I'm obsessed with her. I followed her on Instagram and she literally three days after the show's finale, she was just posting drunk on her story, like going out with everyone. I was like, you're such an icon. (laughs) I'm obsessed. But yeah, so if you are a Big Brother fan, I know I just like rambled and anyone who doesn't listen or watch Big Brother is probably like, okay, Kylie, like shut the heck up. <laughs> no <laughs> one cares. But it's a really good show and it was a really cool thing to watch. And yeah, so that's my rant. That's the end. Go watch Big Brother. All right. 
You heard it here, folks. Let's move into our favorites. So I have two favorites this week. Well, yeah, I guess two. So the first one is generally getting really into JC Marie Smith and the What We Said podcast. So if you guys don't know who she is, she's like she's like been an influencer for a while. Like I feel yeah. like she's one of like I wouldn't say an OG, but like a 2015, like pretty early on oh, influencer. Yeah. And for some reason I just never really got into her. Like I know people like what we said. I just like didn't really ever listen and I don't really know what prompted me to start listening but I really like the podcast I really like her content in general I like her YouTube channel I just think she's genuinely really funny like her TikToks are hilarious like I think her sense of humor yeah. is like up there um and like so uh, unexpected I feel like from her yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so I am obsessed I think she's really cool and I love her hair and like her outfit so big fan I haven't really um like dug as much into her co-host Chelsea Mm -hmm. um but I don't know why it's not because like I don't like her as much like I think she's also really good on the show but I just think JC's a little more like accessible online so I just like found her videos first and stuff but yeah she's like one of the new um online personalities I've been into lately Mm -hmm. so I wanted to include that and then the second thing I wanted to talk about is Chelsea Cutler's new song which it's funny because Kyla and I listened to this live together for the first time. Like I was like, oh, Chelsea has a new song. Like, let's play it. And in the moment, I feel like neither of us were super impressed. Like we were kind of like, this is very just like expected Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, her songs all have like a certain vibe to them for sure. So we were just kind of like, all right, like, you know, whatever. It's it's just like any other Chelsea song. Like it's good. But um, and then I've been listening to it more and more. And I feel like, I don't know, the more I listen to it, the more I realize that I feel like it is special compared to a lot of her songs. And I feel like there's such a like crescendo moment that doesn't happen in a lot of her songs. And so I've been like pretty much listening to it like all the last few days, like whenever I leave the house and have my AirPods and I'm a big fan. There's like one part at the end where she like starts singing more softly and then it like has a big build again. And I feel like that part would be so beautiful to choreograph to. Um, I also feel like in general, listening to Chelsea Cutler pains me a little bit sometimes because (laughs) and hear me out because and this happens with a lot of artists for me I feel like you know some people say like scents are really nostalgic to them Mm -hmm. or whatever like people have like stuff that's like nostalgic to them I feel like for me Mm -hmm. it's like specific artists like yeah because I get really obsessed with specific artists for periods of time that's kind of how I function and so I was really obsessed with Chelsea in like 2018 2017 like that era and I don't know why it just like makes me sad sometimes to listen to her (laughs) not that I was sad then but just because it was like a different time like a college time like a much more like lively fun like pre-covid time and I feel like that's part of it and so I feel like her songs like they're emotional songs but I feel like they make me extra emotional because I think of like that person too like that version of me so anyway listen to the song it's really good (laughs) but I digress. <laughs> well, I'll have to give it another listen because I agree. I was kind of like, okay, cool, Chelsea. Like, look at you doing your thing. Yeah. Um, but so I'll have to give it another listen and see. I'm usually like that where I'll listen to a song the first time and then I'll be like, okay. And then I'll listen to it a couple more times and I'm like, huh, what do you know? Obsessed. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. So for my favorite this week, it's just a reality TV filled week for me. Um. 
I watched The Circle season three on Netflix. Yes. So it like the season three just came out and like it premiered like the first season came out not that long ago. I don't even think three years ago. Um, But it's a so it's kind of like Big Brother. So I'm not that surprised that I like it. But essentially, it's like a social media reality competition where you go in and you create like a profile for yourself with like a bio your occupation and then you interact with all the other players via like text messaging essentially and the goal is to like be the most liked person and so at the end of each week they'll rank each other based on like who they like the best to the least and then whoever is ranked number one and number two for the week become influencers and decide who to block from the circle, which means oh. that you get, like, eliminated. And it's just so interesting. It's <laughs> so interesting. Obviously, because they're not, like, speaking and they can't actually see each other. They're only seeing photos and text messages. Um, some people will go in and, like, catfish, pretend to be mm-hmm. people they're not. So sometimes, like, girls will go in as guys because they think guys have it a lot easier on social media and, like, making impressions. Guys will go in as, like, really pretty girls because they think that pretty girls tend to be more successful on social media. Older people will go in as younger people, so on and so forth. Um, and it's just so fun to watch. The first couple of episodes are a little cringy because – That's, I think, what happened to me. Like, I think I – well, I think I started Circle Season 1, and I was yeah. like, I don't know about this. It's also just, like, not really my type of show. Like, I was just looking for something, and I was like, nah, and I didn't continue. But I know people mm-hmm. like it. Well, and I think, especially with the first season, the first couple episodes are cringy because you're like, what the hell is this? It's an interesting format. They make the players, like, read their text messages aloud, which is, like, <laughs> probably the cringiest part of it all to get over. Um, but it makes sense why they do it because, like, otherwise you as a viewer would have to just, like, stare at a screen <laughs> yeah. and read these messages. Um, but – and I will say with it being the first season, I personally found – I don't think this is technically a spoiler. But there wasn't a lot of, like, gameplay, if that makes sense. Like, it was just them being like, oh, my God, like, I really like this person. Like, I'm going to rank them first instead of, like, thinking strategically about, like, mm. okay, well, this person's ranked first the past – three weeks like if we get to the finals they're gonna win what do I do and like Mm. forming alliances and I think throughout the seasons there's actually been more like strategy and gameplay that goes along with it and that's what makes shows like this fun to watch um yeah and in season three there is kind of like a split in the players where there's one big alliance on one side and one big alliance on the other and watching them kind of like go head to head in these text message battles is just it's so interesting I found it so fun so yeah definitely check it out there's I think 13 episodes in each season so good amount of content but not like an overwhelming amount to sort of binge from start to finish and yeah I highly recommend all right love that <laughs> Anya's like Kylie and her reality TV. I swear to God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would like these shows if I got into it. I just think the thing is, I don't have any patience. Like, if I don't, mm-hmm. if I'm not like immediately like, oh, this is cool, I'm like, eh. <laughs> like yeah, it's really I hard. Agree. 
If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. For me to get into shows, so I I know that I should give it more of a chance because people like them, but I don't know. It's just tough. It's okay. I get it. All right. Time for book club. I will say I just finished – I think we both finished – our respective books today. Yes. And I just finished mine like a, like approximately 20 minutes ago, like right before we started recording. And it was funny because Grant was trying to show me something with his computer and I was kind of like rushing him and I was like, I need to like, I, I have something to do, like spit it out kind of thing. And then <laughs> I like ran in here and started reading and he like came by like 15 minutes later and he just saw me reading. He was like, why, why couldn't you listen to my computer? Like, I, thought, I thought you had something. I thought you had a meeting. And I was like, I am. I'm busy, Grant. I'm reading. He's like, you're just reading over here. I thought you had something to do. And I was like, I had to like explain the whole thing. But Aww. I thought that was funny. Poor Grant. Anyway. So here we go. Let's get into Ooh. it. Yes. Um, we are going to be starting with people we meet on vacation. So beach read people, head to the description. <laughs> I get on over there. Um, but I will say as a disclaimer, like Anya said, we like read these where I read one and then we switched. So okay. I just finished people we meet on vacation. Anya just finished beach read, which means that I might not remember a ton about beach read, like specific details. And Anya may not remember a ton of specific details on people we meet on vacation. So yeah. if it seems like we're like experts on like our respective books, that's why yeah. we're trying to jog each other's memory of what happened in the first books we read. Should we just like gut reaction, like no explanation, just say which one we liked better right off the bat? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm like three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are we actually going to three, two, one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Beach people read. we meet on vacation. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Interesting. I mean, I like both. Us. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But okay. okay. Interesting. So, I'm excited to hear you. Okay. Thoughts. Let's start with people we meet on vacation. What did we like best about the book? So I would say my favorite part about the book was the format. So the book goes between 
the current summer and then it will go back what it goes back 10 summers past right yeah what it is or something like that but yeah so I liked that we switched between past and present to like put all of the pieces together of what happened to Alex and Poppy's friendship like I thought that was a really interesting way of like revealing the like main conflict I agree. Uh-oh. Like, once I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, in general, I liked the names that the author picked for both mm-hmm. books. Like, I think yeah. Poppy's really cool. I like January from Beechree. Like, I think I like what she named the characters, and I always feel like that's kind of important to me. Um, and I liked – I thought it was interesting, like, an interesting angle to take to have Poppy be a travel journalist after being, like, a – like budget blogger kind of thing like I think that's like an interesting storyline to like get famous doing your passion and then like it becomes work and you don't enjoy it as much anymore kind of thing yeah um and I think that's like a very like real situation that a lot of people face when like their side hustle just becomes more than they like expected it to I think it was an interesting career to like follow someone in like when I figured it out on like the first few chapters I was like oh that's like cool yeah I also thought Alex and Poppy and January and Augustus from Beatree too. I found them to be so genuinely funny. The like, author's really funny. Like, yeah, like really I was funny laughing. Banter. Yeah, literally. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I agree. It was really funny. Yeah, so um, really enjoyable. What did we like least? <sighs> I'm like passionate about this. I wish that Alex and Poppy didn't like get together in the present until after we found out what broke up their friendship in Croatia. Yeah. Because when they hooked up on the balcony in Palm Springs, I was like, okay, well, in Croatia, they definitely hooked up and, like, it went south. Because yeah. Poppy's all like, oh, my God, last it. time we ran. And I'm like, oh, yeah. ran from what? Croatia? Like, it just made it anticlimactic. Love yeah. the balcony scene. And that actually, speaking of which, I was dying because Anya was annotating that section and she was on the bus. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, wait, where are you going that? with this? Yeah. I was on the bus and that's like a very steamy scene. And yeah. so I felt really embarrassed. It actually happened to me again today with Beach Read. But um, <laughs> like people were so close to me and I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm like reading actual porn. Like, and you're help. Like, no. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting this. That's like the only like really steamy section of people we meet. If I'm remembering correctly, isn't there like more like steamy yes, chapters in Beach Read? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, just really funny that the one chapter that you shouldn't read in public, you're reading in public. Yeah, I know. I think what I liked least is just, I mean, I think this is maybe just a thing with romance novels, but Mm -hmm. I think them getting together and like the back and forth of it all was just like really drawn out for like my patience at parts. And I also was pretty confused at the end when they get in the fight. Is it at the airport where Alex, where Poppy basically, Alex takes what she says the wrong way and he he interprets it to be like, you were my fun break from reality kind of thing I didn't really like I kept rereading that section because I was really confused why Alex was so offended like I personally don't think that's a super insulting thing to say like to say you feel like someone helps you like feel better about stuff and like escape from reality like I don't I wouldn't really be offended if someone said that to me I don't know so I reread that a bunch of times because I was like wait why is he mad now like what's going on I don't know if you felt that way because that was supposed to be like one of the major conflicts like of the book and I was kind of like wait for what like I was like I'm confused yeah I think and this seems to be a theme and I'll touch on this a little bit more but like 
communication between Emily Henry's main characters is not their strong suit. And I'm like, hey, besties, if you just, like, stop interrupting each other or, like, listen to each other or just, like, communicate how you're feeling, like, 90% of your conflicts will – and I get that it's a romance novel and that's, like, the whole point to, like, create conflict. But, yeah, I felt like Alex was just, like, not letting Poppy fully explain herself in that moment. And if he had just, like, shut his trap for two seconds and let her explain, he would have been like – Ah, I see what you're saying. But instead he was like, no, I have to go on my plane. Bye, yeah. Poppy. I don't want to talk yeah. to you for a while. I was like, Alex, you need to relax a little bit. Just yeah. Like- I don't know. I was very confused. But anyway. Yeah. What did we think of the end? So I do think the end was pretty predictable. I think the cross that you have to bear with romance novels is that 99% of the time the couple gets together in the end. So you're never like super surprised by the ending. But I also, more so with people we meet on vacation than Beach Read, felt like the ending was kind of incomplete. Like I almost wish Mm. the epilogue went further out into the future because it only brought us what like five months into the future yeah Bobby was like he's in New York right now and then we're gonna go to Ohio and then we're gonna figure it See out what and happens. I was like, yeah and I was like why couldn't don't? it have been like 15 years down the line you know so what that I mean we like know that would have been more interesting out. yeah oh but so yeah but that informs a later question that we'll talk about so I'll leave it at that yeah I think in general Maybe this is kind of getting into the next question, but the next question is like, how did we experience the book? Like, did we find it like relatable? Like, were we drawn in? And I think part of it for me was like, it was interesting that one of the core differences that they had was like wanting to like stay in your hometown versus like wanting to experience the world. And I felt like it was kind of a weird juxtaposition between like Alex really wanting to stay in Ohio, but also, like, being so down to travel places. Yeah. Like, I kind of felt like he was almost maybe staying in Ohio because he felt like that's what he had to do. Like, that was, like, the path that, like, American nuclear familyness has, like, prescribed for him. I don't know. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, for the end, I agree. Um, I mean, I was glad that they ended up together. Yeah. But I was, like, a little – worried because I was like someone's gonna compromise like you don't really want the same thing (laughs) yeah like that hasn't changed you know what I mean yeah unless I'm forgetting some pivotal moment where like one of them was like oh I'll just do you know what I mean but yeah no yeah I was kind of like "Hmm, (laughs) interesting yeah I agree I agree and sort of getting into that question of how you experience the book I definitely think this one drew me in faster than beach read I attribute that more so to the format because like once I figured it out I was like okay gotta keep going gotta keep going um and there was almost like a countdown of like six summers ago yeah that's how I felt we're almost there we're getting there um but I did take some time to like get into it but I think that's books in general I'm a type of reader if I like a book it'll take me like the first third to like read through really slowly and then, like, once, like, the plot is really there and, like, all of the sort of, like, introductory stuff is out of the way, I get really sucked in. And that did happen with this book. Like, I got really sucked in, was very invested in the characters. Um, I related a lot to Poppy. I think it's very, like, young 20s relatable to think about, like, 
reaching all of your goals and having it like not be as like fantastic as you think that it's going to be and having a lot of like career doubt and path doubt and wondering if you're like doing the right thing for yourself. I found that really relatable um, and it made me like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy Stan. I, I agree. Um, I think like it was interesting to see an author talk about like professional burnout. Yeah. And um, especially, like, in a very, like, modern context, like, the fact that, like, I think, like, Instagram was mentioned at points and, like, yeah, just the fact that, like, this book was, like, <laughs> it was, like, writing about, like, influencing, which I feel like there's yeah. so few books out right now that do that because, like, it's such a, like, recent thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, And also, I think, like, the whole like Poppy growing up in like a small town, but like not wanting to be known as the person that like stayed there. Like I think that's like a pressure that a lot of people have too. Mm -hmm. It's like wanting to be the person that like got out of their like small town situation. But I agree. I feel like it's always hard for me to start a book. Like even if I know I'm going to like it and like I've heard good things, I'm like never that excited to start a book because I know that it's like almost work to like get to the part where it's like good and fun. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I agree. Like the chapter format did help because I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the next question we have is what surprised you most about the book and why? And were there any significant plot twists and turns? And if so, were, what were they? I almost said, were they? <laughs> That's not <laughs> a sentence. Um, so in my opinion, I do think there was like a relatively big twist in Beatry that we'll get to, but I don't. I didn't like have any moment where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is the twist we're taking in people we meet on vacation. It very much because of that format was more just like peeling back the layers of this like what 12 year friendship um, and piecing together what exactly happened to them. If I had to pick something that surprised me, maybe Alex initially rejecting Poppy in the bar when she came and like confessed her love and he was like, I don't think we're going to work. I was kind of like, I had like five pages left and I was like, buddy, there's no way. And then the next chapter, it's like, yeah, the next chapter, he's like running to the car. Poppy, wait. I'm like, there it is. (laughs) Found it. But yeah, I was kind of surprised that they had him or that the author had him reject her at first and then be like, my therapist just says I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah. I get it, Alex. I do. (laughs) I, yeah, I think maybe because there wasn't like a major plot twist is why I preferred Beach Read. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I also couldn't really think of anything that surprised me too much. I guess maybe just that, like, they took so long, like, yeah. <laughs> to get together <laughs> in general. Like, I know that they were just afraid to, like, ruin their friendship, which is fair, but also, like, it's literally been how many years and you're, like, still thinking about each other. You know what I mean? big case of misunderstanding like miscommunication (laughs) especially because they became friends in college i'm like you're telling me there wasn't a single drunken night that you're like hey love ya (laughs) yeah love with ya (laughs) yeah crazy i mean the self-control man (laughs) when he comes to her apartment when she's sick like when they're supposed to go on that big trip to like norway or whatever and she she's sick and he comes with like the soup and all that and i'm like not even then like you just thought this was like a normal friend thing to do? Like, I'll tell you what. I've had a guy friend take care of me when I'm not feeling that well and they have never pulled my thigh up onto their hip and gripped it. <laughs> That's never happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would maybe, if that happened to me, I'd think, hmm, 
I don't do this often with any of my friends. So yeah. <laughs> maybe this is something more. Again, <laughs> communication people. It's killing me. So the next question is, were you rooting for the couple to get together all along? Why or why not? Yes, because I knew that they were both happy together. But also mm-hmm. I like can't get past the fact that they just want very different lifestyles. Yeah. Like you can't travel. Like I feel like part of this book was like romanticizing and like using travel as like an escape. And like that was like a lot of the time that they spent together. And I love that. Like I love to travel. So like it makes a lot of sense. But I feel like your whole relationship like will not be like that. Yeah. And it like worries me a little bit that they're in this position of having like such different like goals, you know, like, like what they see as like fulfillment in life. So like I'm rooting for them, but also if they continue to like communicate as they were, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if they'll last. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I looked at this question more so like kind of taking the like issues out of it. Like, do I just Mm -hmm. want to see them together? Mm -hmm. And I do. I mean, I think it's really clear that they, like, love each other. I really liked both of them as characters. Like, it's not, like, one of them I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I can't really stand them. So, like, I want the other character to, like, do better. Um, So, yeah. So, I was definitely rooting for them. And I will say, I had a little book crush on Alex. Alex was doing it for me at some point. So, I was, Mm. like, okay. Mm. Okay, honey. (laughs) (laughs) What's that TikTok thing that's, like, daddy, sorry. Daddy, yeah, sorry. daddy, sorry, daddy, sorry. <laughs> that was me <laughs> reading this book. That's but interesting because yeah. I felt more that way with Beatreed. That I'm not surprised at all. I think yeah. if we're going to put our types <laughs> into book characters, that makes perfect sense. I don't know though. I mean, I, I'm trying not to like talk about Beatreed because I know people listening to this section might have not read Beatreed, but it's hard to not compare them. Yeah. Um, but like the main guy in Beatreed's a little more like artsy. So I thought you would like that. Yeah, but at times uh, I will get into it. But at times okay, he was okay. just a little whiny for okay, me. Okay, so. fair enough. Well, yeah. I'll okay. elaborate. <laughs> okay. Um, the next question is fun. It's if we were making a movie of this book, who would we cast? I very firmly want Florence P- Pug. Pug. I say Pew. Pew. <laughs> Florence Pew. She's yeah. Poppy in my head. Okay. Question. In general, in both of these books, did the author, like, ever really describe what they look like? Because – I don't think so. Okay. Because I was like, is she supposed to be blonde? Like, I think I pictured – I pictured Poppy brunette and I pictured January blonde. But I was like, is there a reason for this? Oh, that's interesting. I think I just pictured – I think I pictured Poppy almost as, like, a – like, Leighton Meester look. Ooh. That's fun. I don't mind that. Like, I feel I like that, that. kind of makes sense to me. Like, maybe just, just because she's, like, you know, fashionable and, like, has, like, a public image. Maybe that's just, like, why my mind went there. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, I'm, like, I don't know what they're supposed to look like. Like, did I miss yeah. a description? <laughs> no, I, I don't just, like, think made you it did. Up. <laughs> I don't think you did. I just know that Florence Pugh is, like, short. And I feel like the only main description you get of Alex and Poppy is that Alex is really tall and Poppy's really short. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Florence. <laughs> yeah. Get that's there. true. She and she's, short. like, spunky like that as yeah, far as I can I tell see from, that. like, interviews. Like, a lot of Poppy's, like, personality and, like, quick-witted humor. I was like, I can see that fitting well with Florence. Yeah, that so, makes sense, yeah. actually. Because I think it's hard for me to think about Leighton Meester without thinking of Blair. And, like, I yeah. can't really separate those. And, like, Blair's not at all like Poppy. 
Yeah. But for some reason, look-wise, that's, like, where my mind went for her. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Leighton Meester looks with Florence Pugh personality. <laughs> yeah. And then Especially for Alex, yeah. I have a pretty firm answer. Okay, and with it. it's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. Because he's so tall. I, like, that's, like, they talk about how he's, like, tall and kind of, like, lanky and awkward. And, like, he's, like, a sweet guy. So I feel like it makes, like, a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I like that. I said Tom Holland, honestly, because it was one of the first, like, names that came to mind. And I don't know. I feel like Alex did have, and I think T- Timothy Chalamet would fit this bill, too, like, a boyish Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, who's someone that like looks like a bit younger and has that same sort of like boyishness? And Tom Holland came to mind. And I freaking love Spider-Man. So like Tom Holland can do it. Two English people playing <laughs> American. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, wait. Florence Pugh's British? Yeah, I think so. I want to say I watched an interview of hers. Yeah, as an English accent. Actress. Born in Oxford. Yeah. I feel like her accent's not super strong. Anyways, um, next question. Which location, given that this is like a travel-themed book, which location in the book would we most like to visit and why? I said Tuscany um, just because it was described like so dreamy yeah. in the book. that like That was – I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about the fact that we haven't been traveling a lot throughout most of this book, even though it was a very like travel-centric book. But that, when they went to Tuscany and they were describing that vacation, that was the first time that I was like, oh, like I would kill to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go with Croatia just because Croatia is a place that I wanted, I've wanted to go in real life for a while. My parents mm-hmm. went before COVID and like really liked it and they always talk about it. And also there's lots of cats and I love cats. Yeah. So I'm going to go Croatia. Yeah. But Tuscany would like, I wouldn't be mad, you know, to go to yeah. Tuscany. Oh, sure. <laughs> so... Any vacation at this point, I wouldn't be mad at. Yeah, honestly, the one that sounded the most miserable was Palm Springs, which it was on purpose, obviously. But yeah, (laughs) made me like not as excited to like go to Palm Springs in real life, which is not fair to Palm Springs. But yeah, true. (laughs) Um, so we touched on this a little bit earlier, but the next question is: Do we think Poppy and Alex are going to make it? And I feel like I've already voiced my thoughts, so you go ahead. So I do agree with you. I am skeptical. And I think my like big thing is that it Alex made it really clear that he like wanted to get married, wanted to have kids, like do the whole like American nuclear family type of situation. And like that was pretty unwavering even throughout the end of the book. And I feel like when Poppy showed up and was like, I'm in love with you and like you're my home and I'll, I'll always be happy when I'm with you. I was like, this is cute. Like, awesome. Love that for you. Um, But you're not like addressing. She was like, I'd be willing to move back to Ohio with you. But I was like, I don't know. Like, I was expecting her to be like, I want to get married and I want to have kids with you. Like, that's how much I love you. I want to give you everything you want. And then I'd be like, ah, neat. Like, she figured <laughs> ah. out what she wanted. But she just never really, like, it never got addressed whether or not Poppy was going to be willing to do that. And I just feel like if they actually ended up married, living in Ohio with kids, like, I wouldn't be that surprised if Poppy, like, grew to resent him or feel like, oh, no, like, maybe I didn't love him enough to, like, do all the things that he wanted. I don't know. I'm just like, you left a lot to figure out yeah, considering that you thing. spent most of this book arguing about how you need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I feel like it does warrant a sequel though. Like I'm like, are we going to get – I know. Ooh. So That would maybe. be fun. Emily, maybe. get on it. <laughs> <laughs> also, in general, I noticed um, 
for like the what is like the is it like, like the dedication is that what it's called like mm-hmm. on a book so the one for people we meet on vacation says something interesting i remember let me see i have my book here for reference <laughs> Um, I wrote the last one mostly for me. This one's for you. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, oh, like, mystery. Who? Like for me, the reader? Or like, is there a mysterious person that she's writing? Like, I don't I know. think it's probably a person that she's I oh, wonder really? if certain aspects were pulled from. Oh. See, so yeah. I, I thought it was like, I wrote the last one mostly for me to like work through stuff. And I'm writing this one for like you as my readers for like. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, Emily, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) DM us. Thanks, Queen. Thanks. Um, Next question is, when Alex and Poppy first meet, they are immediately put off by each other. Sounds familiar. Um, (laughs) Have you ever made a friend after a bad first impression? Yes. So I put this question in there because immediately a story came to mind, and I just think it's really funny. So if my friend Emily – is listening she'll know which emily she is because i have multiple emily friends but i don't want to say her full name if she doesn't want that um when i first met my friend emily with m- one of my friends lily we met her like at a time when her roommate didn't like her that much and we were closer to the roommate at the time so the roommate didn't paint her in like the most desirable of lights so when we met her we were already a little like eh, like hmm like it's you know we're not gonna be like super close with this girl and then we were like basically we got to know emily separately and realized that like she was actually a really cool girl and like we got along really well with her and now she's like one of my really good friends to this day i'm going to visit her in portland to celebrate my birthday like we're having a grand old time and so i just it reminded me a lot i don't necessarily think she had any like disdain for me when she first met me as far as I know and I think like circumstantially speaking if we didn't have the like third party at play who knows if we would have like had that same initial impression when we met her but I just find that funny you really can't judge a book by its cover when it comes oh, to stuff like that that's a very Whoa. good metaphor for this, <laughs> I for didn't this even episode mean that. Look are you going us. to Portland this weekend no the weekend after we go to oh New okay, okay okay I'm like we have plans did you forget (laughs) um yeah i double booked myself sorry (laughs) two places at Um, once (laughs) yeah i don't really have a story for this i feel like like i've never done like a 180 with someone i've met you know yeah i also feel like that's the scorpio in me like i'm like if i don't really like you first impression like i'm not really gonna put in the effort to like change my opinion i don't know fair that's fair um Last question for people we meet on vacation. Have you ever met a goal and found that your reaction wasn't quite you expected? And I feel like I don't have like a dramatic story for this, but I feel like in general with like the culture we live in, you like never really are that satisfied when you reach goals. Like I feel like you're like yay for like a second and then you're just like on to the next one. And I feel like you like so hype up like the moment you're like, yes, when I finally get this done, like I'm going to be so happy. Like it's going to be everything to me. And like in reality, you're just always like looking towards the next thing. I don't know. That's like a little more meta than like the question. I was going to say that's very philosophical. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a fair observation, a fair analysis. Um, I did have something come to mind pretty (laughs) concretely (laughs) and it's law school. No. Um, (laughs) It is law school. Uh, 
Sorry. Can you tell that I'm <laughs> coping with humor? Um, but yeah, it was a huge goal of mine to get into law school and for that matter to get into law school on a full ride. Like that's kind of when I started this like I'm going to go to law school journey. That was the goal. And I got the goal. And in the moment, like when I got that admission, I cried. Like I was so excited. I was so happy. And then I started law school. And we all know that that was a freaking dumpster fire and a half. And so I guess I just really empathized with Poppy and the like idea of setting goals for yourself. And then once you reach them and once you're at that point and like you see what it actually looks like to achieve that goal and to be in the place that you thought you were dreaming to be in and it's not anything like what you imagined it's just it's really hard like it's such an interesting place to like pull yourself out of I guess when everything that you thought was going to make you like really happy and make you feel really fulfilled doesn't do that it it shakes you a little bit for sure yeah like you have this image in your head of like what satisfaction is going to look like and then it's like yeah all thrown to the curb it's all no bueno no bueno but I think that's everything that we were going to discuss but yeah no I also overall really enjoyed it really liked Alex and Poppy as characters um and yeah 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend moving into beach read so if you didn't read beach read thanks for listening we'll chat with you guys next week if you want to stick around or if you're just joining us hello Hello. (laughs) We're going to talk about Beach Read now. Yes. So, okay, first of all, I was confused for a long time why this is called Beach Read because it should be called like Lake Read. Like it should be called like Cabin Read. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I was like, wait, are they not in like the Midwest? Like I had to like think about that a few times because they were like, we're going down to the water. And I was like, this isn't like a beach. I mean, it's a beach, but it's not like the ocean. Yeah. So that confused me because also I feel like the cover of the book is very beachy. Yeah, it's very like ocean vacation looking. Yeah. And so I was like, you need to be very – you need to clarify that this is like Lake Minnesota or like whatever the heck it is because I was puzzled about that. Like I feel like it needs a different yeah. title. Like yeah, the title honestly didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Like I know that there it's, it's like playing on words because it's like Beach Read like in their authors. But like yeah, I think, I think she could have done better with the title honestly. Yeah. Workshop the title a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't have an answer for you, Emily, but like <laughs> just workshop it, it a little bit. It's Noodle a little on it. like disconnected for me. A little. Yeah. Bit. Fair point. Fair point. Um, what did you like best about it? I liked the general vibes of this one a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that it took place in a cabin. Like I feel like that's like my aesthetic in general. <laughs> so I yeah. liked being able to like picture that setting. For most of it. Um, and I also – I liked that both of the characters were, like, working through, like, some trauma. Like, I think that mm-hmm. added, like, an interesting level. Like, January is obviously more recent than Gus's. But, like, I think it's interesting that, like, such a bad situation landed her there and, like, with him. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. kind of like, like a fate thing. Yeah. Um. And I think just, like, all of the, like, like her uncovering the mystery of her dad while she's, like, falling in love with him was, like, very interesting. Like, I thought this book was just more – there was more of, like, a plot, in my opinion. Interesting. More going on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I liked – I would say the 
like substantial twists and turns mm-hmm. that came with this book. I did like that. I love a good twist. I love a good turn in, in my books. I like to, you know, be caught off guard, keep me on my toes. Um, the twist that I remember the most, and correct me if I'm forgetting like another major twist because it's been that long, was that Augustus was married. Yeah. And then had gotten divorced. That was like the big. And that like she was a problem in their relationship. Like that doesn't come out until like yes. the very end, basically, that you find yes. out that. I don't think she was, like, the reason for their divorce, but, like, she was a factor, it seems like. Yeah, and I'll kind of get into that a little bit later, too. But, yeah, I liked that twist because they've, you know, you get Goss as a character and it's very, like, no marriage, no kids, no monogamy. And then all of a sudden you learn, like, as they're falling in love and as you really start to, like, empathize with January's character that he's been married. And you're like, well, shit, girl, I'd be mad, too. I'd be like, what the heck is going on with you? You mm-hmm. say you're not married. You say you don't like marriage, but you got married. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Like, he's very much not a fan of romance. And then you find out yeah. that it's probably because he had a romance, like, go so south. So, like, yeah. I understand that. But also, it was, like, a surprise, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah. For sure. What did we like the least? I am very passionate about this again. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they got, and this is kind of similar to people we meet on vacation. They got together too soon in the book. Mm. They like recognize, especially as like an enemies to lovers type of books, which isn't one of my favorite tropes to begin with. Mm. I'm a will they, won't they type of gal. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> in case you're wondering. Um, but like, I just feel like they got together like pretty considering romance novels and like how they tend to go at least for like enemies to lovers they got together pretty soon on and then you just like followed their like rocky relationship and i feel like even more so than people we meet on vacation if they had just freaking talked to each other they wouldn't have had any problems like all of their problems were january being like oh like he only looked at me for five seconds instead of 10 seconds. And that means that he hates me and resents me and doesn't and then want to like, get married to me. Hold up a note in the window and it's like, you good? Yeah. And that's like the extent of it. And then the next chapter, January's like, I get it. You just hate me. And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate you. I'm going through a lot. I don't know. Yeah. There was just, yeah. And then I also didn't love how like the whole thing was that Gus had been in love with her since college that was a stretch for me know her yeah that was a stretch for me it's it's i feel like i wish she portrayed it more as like he was infatuated with her like yes wanted to like keep up with her even though it's been a really long time like would follow when she put out books like that's one thing but to be like i literally have been in love with you when like january like honestly hardly even like i mean she remembered him but it was in a very like different way i agree that was like a little much for me yeah, and he was very much in love with, like, an idea of her because he didn't – and that's, like, borderline. I'm like, you don't, like, build a relationship on that. That's, yeah. like, scary. Yeah. I think Augustus in general – well, my my the thing I liked the least is also a complaint about Augustus. And I think at times he gave me very, like, misogynistic vibes mm-hmm. because he was just so, like, high and mighty about his genre versus her genre – And I think that just goes back to, like, the greater concept of, like, men just like to yuck everything women like, (laughs) basically, even if it's, like, just as, like, valid as, like, an art form and, you know, like, as successful and everything. 
And so like that kind of bothered me. Like I get that that was like character buildup and he was bitter because he was going through a lot. And like that was supposed to be like the surprise thing is that he's like, no, I'm actually obsessed with your books and everything. But yeah, I feel like I really didn't like him in the beginning, which is the goal. I know that. But yeah. Um, yeah. And I also feel like his name being Augustus <laughs> really brings me back to The Fault in Our the Stars. Fault in our stars. <laughs> and I found it really hard to like separate that like I was like how dare yeah. you pick like another like teen romance novel name like you yeah. needed to pick something else because this is just confusing yeah. for me yeah I also really quickly want to point out this is such a small detail and it's more joke um but the scene or the chapter where they had sex like near the cult like, yeah that was odd. I was like and it was like one of the first times they hooked up and I was like guys guys no this yeah the <laughs> no it. it is weird and like it wasn't even just, like, the cult grounds. It was, like, the cult, like, ruins where, like, people die. Yes. So, it, yeah. yeah. And they were, like, well, weird. let's go bang in the tent. I was, yeah. like, hey. Maybe yeah. I mean, I, I interpreted it as, like, a heat of the moment thing, but it was a little strange. I saw your note there. Like, you were, like, I don't know about this one or something like yeah. that. I, I Listen, I'm all for a steamy scene in a book. I love it. But I was, like, <laughs> I'm – I can't get into this. All I'm yeah. thinking is the ruins. <laughs> there were a lot more – steamy scenes like we mentioned earlier yeah. well if you didn't listen to that part we there's a lot more steamy scenes in this book than there are yeah. in people we meet on vacation and i do i do like that because i feel like it builds up like just like more understanding of their like relationship mm-hmm. and like intimacy and also when they tried to do it at the um like drive-in i was like you guys oh my family God. establishment I like i know i was like but i think it just and- goes to show like they they're so like like infatuated with each other yeah like they, they can't even you know yeah no also, i think that was the goal every time she was like condom i was like why is emily henry like including that as like a discreet detail <laughs> literally and anyways but yes i agree it is funny i feel like romance novels in general do that where like there's a steamy scene and like they have to take like a, a paragraph to be like do you have a condom and i'm like we love like safe sex queens yeah but writing it's just their like, novels. it's just funny but it's just like it's very like robotic almost I'm yeah like, this isn't how it's happening yeah. in real life yeah um what did we think of the end i do think i felt more closure at the yeah. end of this book because they get engaged and i'm like, and they also i guess just had like less of a like tumultuous relationship in the sense of like they did basically want the same things they just needed to like freaking talk to each other about the things they wanted to realize that they both wanted the same things with each other Um, yeah like I think almost like the the problem in this book was almost that they were too similar in a weird way I mean I I don't know yes and no because I think like Augustus really admires how January like can handle bad situations and like still be like a light he says like at one point so I guess they're pretty different mm-hmm. in that sense but like they're both their core disagreement is because they're both authors and they're competitive with each other and like want success in that thing so I feel like just by having that in common like gets yeah. you a lot of the way there you know yeah well and I think a lot of their problem too is just like they just it's more so on January's part honestly she just like assumed things like mm-hmm. every like every thought she had about Gus was like she he, she assumed that he was thinking this and assumed that he was thinking this and then the second they talked about it he was like hey I actually wasn't thinking that and she was like oh my god what do you know <laughs> I'm like well January like if you just asked him just ask him he seems yeah. like a nice guy 
you just had sex on the cult remains. Like, yeah, just ask them. <laughs> I did like how her book sold first, though. I do kind of wish that they mixed it up and almost made it so that, like, one of the publishers didn't want to publish their book or something like that. Because I feel like Mm. if they were both like that outside of their normal genre, like, I imagine there would be more of a problem than there was. (laughs) Well, I think I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think January's, like, the publisher that she had been working with didn't accept it. She sold it to a different publisher. Oh, maybe I missed that in my um, frantic finishing of the book just now. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that – and she was working on a book for her, like, initial publisher. So, like, she didn't, like, end that relationship, but – Yeah, I I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. So weird to see another Anya, like, in a book. Like, I never see my name anywhere. So, like, the first time I was like (gasps) – I know. I drew the little, like, Also, because she's, like, annoying. Yeah, I saw that. But also because she's, like, not a great character. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> You're a better Anya. Am I, like, an annoying – like, is Anya an annoying name? Is that why they picked no, it? No. No. <laughs> not at all. Like, she would, like, hey, queen. <laughs> like, she was, like, so millennial vibes. Like, I was like, oh, Anya, stop it. Like, she was kind of choogy, you know? She was a little choogy. <laughs> You're not choogy, Anya. She was like, You're a hey, cool queen. Anya. How we doing, bestie? Like, it was, like, a lot for me. She's like, I totally hear you. I care about your mental health. But if you don't get this book to me by <laughs> September 1st, I'm going to murder you. Yeah. So that was a lot. Um, but, yeah, I did like that they got engaged. I thought that was fun. Yeah. And I liked that, like, her family was there. Cute. Yeah. That was cute. Her friend, it's a little weird because, like, she has that, like, big moment with her friend at the end that's like, I love you. But I was like, we didn't really talk that much about your friend through this whole book. Yeah. Like, you came up, like, every so often, but, like, not that much. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like, she's supposed to be, like, the, like, saving grace that's, like, January. Just, like, go out there and get him. Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? And I was just like, who, who's this chick? <laughs> yeah. I was like, we. this is the first time we've met in person. Like, yeah. So... Kind of weird. Interesting. Um, Were we immediately drawn into the story? Like, how did we experience the book? Um, Honestly, super similar to how I experienced people we meet on vacation. It took about a third of the book for me to, like, get into it and establish everything. And then I did get pretty drawn in and finished it in, like, 36 hours. So, drew me in. It was a good one. I think I was drawn into this book pretty quick because of all the, like, groundwork drama that's laid in the beginning like Mm -hmm. how you find out pretty early on about like the father's affair and like yeah you even like meet Sonia like not that far into it yeah um so I I liked all that um and I think it was easier for me to get into this one because I was like oh there's like like shit's going down here you know yeah yeah so I feel and also I just like cabins so I was like yay (laughs) they're at a cabin (laughs) (laughs) Um, what surprised us, I think we already talked about this, but yeah, very surprised that Augustus had been married. Yeah. And that his wife came back and was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Still love you, baby. That <laughs> was, was like, weird. I kind of thought, I kind of thought when I, when his wife came back that like there was just going to be some like complications. I didn't think that it would go so far as to be like, I changed my mind. Like I was like, um. Yeah. I also, and listen, I know like how the book laid it out was a bit more realistic in the sense of like she came back and was like, let's give it another go. And he was telling January about it. And he was like, yeah, like I definitely considered it. Like I know that's like what a reasonable adult would do is they'd be like, well, do (laughs) I want to completely throw away my marriage? But as someone reading a romance novel, I was like, Gus, 
You're supposed to tell yeah, her. Yeah, you were like, no. I threw her out of the store. I said, I never want to see you again. I signed the divorce papers in the moment. Like, if I was January, I'd be like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you considered giving your marriage a yeah. second chance. Glad you made a against pros it. and cons list, Gus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was um, like, buddy. I think the other, like, big plot twist – not really a plot twist, but I guess just, like, a surprise is the letters mm, at the end. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, I did I thought too. that was really interesting how, like, his – like, her dad just, like, confesses there. Yeah. And I was a little confused. Like, did you understand, like, what the intention – like, when she was supposed to receive the letters? Because, like, he didn't anticipate dying. You know what I mean? Like, when was she supposed to read all of those? Like when she was like when he died, like many years down the line. Yeah, I don't know if they ever like specify it. I think I just kind of chalked it up to like, oh, he either was like gonna give them to her at some point when he felt ready to do so, or like yeah, it would be something that was given to her when he did eventually pass. Um, but I do think that those letters, kind of speaking to Anya jotted down the question, did January's father deserve her forgiveness? And I think at first I like really like didn't have, I don't want to say I didn't have a lot of sympathy for the mother, but I was kind of like, why is the mother so like complacent in this like horrible mm. marriage? Like I, and again, it's one of those things where it's easier like in my shoes, who's not in that situation to be like, I would dump his ass and like move on with my life and I guess I'm assuming it's not that easy when you're in a full marriage just like throw that all away because of something like that but I don't know I spent that first part of the book being like this is ridiculous like I would be so mad if I found out that my husband was having an affair but reading like a long-term one too like years yeah yeah but reading those letters I think did like really like humanize the dad and like Mm -hmm. I don't know. It reminded me as a reader that like he was also just like another human being trying to like figure out life who felt particularly lonely at a time and like went through a lot and was just like trying to make himself feel better even if it was in a way that like is not good. (laughs) Um, And I think he was very like self-aware of the fact that like he was not a good person or not doing like good things if that makes sense. So I was kind of like okay like I kind of see why we're going down the forgiveness trail yeah I also like with Sonia like I think the author also did a good job like humanizing her towards the end yeah because she was like it's not like a simple story like when your mom got diagnosed like it wasn't easy for anyone like all that stuff yeah it's also generally ironic that like the mom was the sick one but the dad's the one that dies like I thought that was interesting yeah yeah Because, like, now she has to worry about, like, both parents, you know? January. So sad. Yeah. I like that her name's January, though. I love that. Yeah, very fun. Um, okay. If we were to make a movie out of this book, who would we cast? So, I feel strongly that Robert Pattinson needs to play Gus. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I like that a lot. Because, like, Gus has some weird creepy edward like <laughs> tendencies like yeah just like being way too like like surveilling you know yeah. her and like i don't know just like being like dark and like within himself like tragic man yeah. vibes <laughs> so yeah. i really see robert pattinson playing gus yeah um i wrote down and this really is only looks 
wise, mm-hmm. not personality wise, but I pictured like a young Patrick Dempsey type. But I think Robert Pattinson is actually a better fit. I could really, I mean, Gus is just like the human Edward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. So true. And he's like into like all this like weird dark stuff. Like I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And then for January, I pictured um Zoe Deutsch as her. I don't. Again, I don't know why. Kind of combination of looks because Zoe Deutsch is a brunette. Um, and I know Zoe Deutsch is like a bit more like spunky again, and so I think. That she would do a good job. I also wrote down Haley Lou Richardson, who's from the movie The Edge of Seventeen, but that's more strictly because of like looks, because she's just like very like small, pretty brunette, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like January to me. Yeah, it's so funny that I pictured January blonde because I don't yeah. know why. I think the reason really is uh, is that G- the only other January that I know is January Jones. Uh, and she's blonde. And so, like, mm-hmm. I was like, all Januaries are blonde. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like, January, winter, dark. Brunette. See, I went <laughs> I went January, snow, white, blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, different directions. But we talked about this um, before, if you guys didn't listen to the beach or the people we meet on vacation part. But in general, I feel like Emily Henry doesn't really describe what people are supposed to look like. So that's why it's interesting yeah. that like it's really up to your interpretation. So I didn't really have like a specific celebrity in mind. I think I'm just picturing like young January Jones because it's hard for me to get past the fact that her name's January. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um so I wrote this one just now and I know it doesn't really make sense, but one of the questions <laughs> that was um at the end of the book was like basically a lot of like the tension in their relationship comes from the fact that they're each kind of like shaming each other for like their genres Mm -hmm. and so the question is like do you feel like you've ever been like shamed for something that you like like has anyone really like yucked your yum and like how does that affect like your impression of them kind of thing yeah i'm like me a woman exactly (laughs) yeah no like literally everything i like thank you Everything I like, boys say that I'm stupid for liking it. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, that is both a joke and not a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything specific because I think I have this like really fun thing where I overthink everything. So like I yuck my own <laughs> before anyone else has <laughs> a chance to do it. That's evident in the first part of our episode. Um. So, yeah, I don't have, like, a specific thing, but I think what you said earlier about how, like, women in general are just shamed for liking anything and everything. It's kind of like, well, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever I want because people are just going to judge me no matter what. So, hee hee, YOLO. Yeah, and, like, Bestie Gus had to, like, go and play into that misogyny. And I also thought it was interesting. This is kind of unrelated, but, like, I'm just thinking of it now. Like, it's a weird study for Gus to like be so into this like random cult for so long Mm -hmm. but it's interesting that like he's using it as like a coping mechanism for like growing up in like a bad household like why don't people escape things they know are bad kind of thing yeah I thought that was like very deep (laughs) yeah I'm not gonna lie I kind of forgot about his whole abusive childhood thing yeah told for a moment um, <laughs> we give him a little more credit now <laughs> I'm like maybe I shouldn't have been so harsh um, that was tough 
But yeah, no, I've I found that very interesting as well. He just like really just needs a therapist, I think. I think he does, yeah. I think he does. Which also, we gotta give Bestie Alex credit because he gets a therapist. That's at the true. End. That's that true. sentence turned me on. I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Alex, I see you. <laughs> how do you how did you feel about the like um I'm forgetting their name right now, the bookshop owner slash like aunt? Oh, what is her name? It was a good name. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. I loved her. I thought she was fun. <laughs> I thought she was funky. <laughs> and she's, like, friends with Sonia, and I was like, oh, stop. I know, but she doesn't know. What is the her The weirdest name? part oh, was, like, when January emailed Sonia and was like, hey, do you want to, like, buy your own, like, uh, outdoor furniture? And the <laughs> Sonia responds, and she's like, I can't buy it, but if you want to give it to me. And, like, they just never, like, expanded on that. And I was like, um. I don't. No, I think she mentioned that, like, she ended up selling it on, like, Craigslist or something. I'm like, you really couldn't have given Sonia the furniture. Seriously? <laughs> uh, that was so weird. I was like, you taken it off your hands. Oh, too funny. Um, the aunt's name is Pete. Okay. I was so confused about this because I was like, Pete, man? Pete, woman. Pete, Pete non-binary. Possibly. Yeah. But I think they use she, her pronouns. Okay. So take that for what it's worth okay um i loved her i thought she was fun I yeah she was funky yeah i thought I it was funny that book club yeah kind of meta that's um <laughs> what was the book club it was like specifically like spy novels yeah that one? i was like how niche <laughs> like follow your passions honestly <laughs> the fact that there are enough people into this in the same small town as you to make it a thing <laughs> remarkable and one of them happens to be the new girl in town's dad's mistress <laughs> yeah what do you know <laughs> okay final question if january and gus got a sequel what would it be about like if you could write it see i feel like they don't warrant warrant a sequel as much as alex and poppy from people we meet on vacation do because i'm kind of like i'm good with them like their sequel mm. would really just be them like getting married and like writing Mm-hmm. some more and like us <laughs> probably being like oh there goes my wife with her silly little romance novels and me being like gus say it to her face like mm. i don't know i feel like what could be interesting is like they get married and like things are good for a while but then maybe like gus just gets like too far down the rabbit hole with this weird research he's doing whoa and like she almost like loses him to it whoa that's like where my mind went that's like dark <laughs> i'm like emily if you're looking to do an indie project yeah it is and like, like i don't know what january is doing during this maybe or crying. maybe like one of them gets super successful and the other one doesn't that would also be interesting because Ooh. i didn't get the vibe that i mean i think both of them are like authors that sell books but neither of them were like new york times best-selling authors you know what i mean yeah so i think it would be interesting if one of them like, maybe Gus, like, releases that cult book and it, like, explodes and now he, like, is on tours and, like, just has, like, a totally different lifestyle in January. He's like, well, shit, like, here I am, a failure. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's going to be inherent, like, competition between them yeah. trying to do the same thing. So I feel like that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, if their relationship kind of falls apart because, like, one of them gets to be more successful than the other. Yeah. I will say that reminded me of a very small detail and it's really not that important. So if you end up cutting this out, that's fine. But <laughs> the part when january 1st meets pete in the bookstore and yeah. she's like oh yeah like i'm an author so if you want me to like sign some yeah. stock i was like do <laughs> authors do that like do you just saunter into barnes and noble and be like hi 
my name is Kylie Chisholm. Like, I've written a few books. So, if and like, also assuming decide. that they have your book in stock, and the person was like, they "No, didn't we don't." Have it. <laughs> I was True. like, "What?" And then she was like, "We'll order some for the book." I literally would have never stepped foot out of my house ever again. <laughs> like, I never would have walked into a bookstore ever again. Yeah. Authors out there, Emily, bestie, if you're listening. Do you do that? I'm not judging you if you do. I'm really not. You're very successful. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Emily like, could that, do that, but January but like, is that couldn't. The normal? I don't like, know. Is that what you do? I don't know. That was very funny to me. Yeah. Well, anyways, I think that concludes our first ever installment of the TDH Book Club. Yes. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you like just doing two books. If you'd rather us do just do one book. If you'd rather us do fifteen books. Yeah. Let us know. Let yes. us know if you want us to make this a series and like also like DM us like what cadence you could like realistically keep up with this because like we want yeah. you guys to read it along with us. So like, you know, we want to know what's realistic for you guys like from like when we announce it to when the episode comes out and everything like was yeah. this a good timeline? You want more notice? Were, we, were yep. we dragging it out? Like, let us know. Yes, for sure. And make sure to follow us on our Instagram to keep up to date with all of our episodes, but especially when we'll do another book club. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, it really helps us out. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, besties.